Hey gorgeous! Get your cup of tea ready, have a seat in a cozy coach and relax. Because this is your self-love time and we are here for you. It is I, Anna Geller, I'm a host at Diva Radio, self-love mentor and an inspirational author. I love guiding women on the journey to discover their true desires and needs, to appreciate their inner goddesses and to say yes to the abundant life. Every woman has a story. And behind every successful woman there is another woman who has her back. I believe that we all are made up of our wounds. This is how real beauty appears. Many women still think that they need a special moment or a sign from the above. But sometimes all we need is a story to hear. I'm so happy to introduce my special guest today, a gorgeous lady living her passion, Stephanie Rott. Stephanie is a yoga enthusiast, a wellness junkie and over 40, first-time mama and founder of Your Fertile Self, where she proves it's possible to conceive despite your age and health concerns. As a fertility and health uh, coach, Stephanie helps women who are trying to conceive to prepare physically, mentally and spiritually for motherhood. She offers individual and group fertility coaching programs to help you not just copy but thrive on the fertility roller coaster. Welcome, Stephanie. Uh, hi, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be with you. Stephanie, I'm really so happy to have you here. I always had a dream to interview someone who broke through it's impossible or it's too late for you to do something. And your personal story has touched my heart and I would love if you could share it with our listeners too. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. That's so nice of you. Um, so, yeah, I um, started trying to have my first child um, kind of late in the game. I was a little uh, late arriving to the scene. I was uh, 41 years old when I started trying to conceive my first baby. Um, I'd always heard, I knew it might be a little challenging, I'd always heard that, you know, women's fertility kind of takes a nosedive as she gets older, especially after the age of 35, um, and I didn't even meet my husband until I was 34, <laughs> so, um, and we got married when I was 38, and then just for one reason or another, we didn't start trying right away, so there I was, 41, almost 42, and uh, we decided that, hey, we'll go ahead and get started trying to have a baby. Um, got pregnant pretty much right out of the starting gate. So I was like, wow, that was really easy. Um, but I, we ended up losing that pregnancy. Um, I had a miscarriage. So after I recovered from the miscarriage, we went and um, sought the help of a fertility specialist um, to just kind of help us figure out what to do next. And we both had testing done. Um, not surprisingly, the issue was with me. And... Um, you know, the doctor said that, you know, due to my age, um, and not solely due to my age, although that was a big factor, um, I was diagnosed with diminished ovarian reserve, which is just sort of a fancy way of saying I didn't have a bunch of eggs left. Um, and, it, you know, the, my chances of getting pregnant with my own eggs was very, very low. Um, he said it was less than 2%. So he suggested, the doctor suggested that we, um, you know, enlist the help of a donor. Um, so I, uh, you know, was not super excited about that. I was sort of open to that possibility, but not super excited about it. I wanted definitely to try with my own eggs first. And thankfully my doctor, um, 
you know, that was, he, he agreed to do that. And I made a lot of changes to lifestyle, you know, diet and exercise and, you know, just kind of healthy lifestyle choices. And, uh, just after just a year, we were able to get pregnant, um, on our own with, with my eggs. And my son is now, um, two and a half years old. Thank you for sharing your powerful story. And uh, just another question, what made you turn your personal story into a business? Well, I was, um, at the time that I was trying to conceive, I was studying to be a health coach. I've had a long interest in health and wellness and nutrition and, you know, kind of taking control over your life um, in a healthy way. So uh, that was something I was already pursuing. I wasn't really sure how I was going to focus that, um, that business idea yet, um, what kind of health coach I wanted to be. I was kind of thinking something along the lines of, um, you know, helping busy women, busy professional women, you know, manage their stress kind of thing. And, um, you know, I felt like I kind of resonated with that, but I wasn't really sure. And, um, after my son was born, I, um, was on maternity leave and it was the middle of the kind of cold, he was born in December and it was right before the coldest winter we'd had here where I live in like 20 years, just, you know, Arctic temperatures every day and tons of snow. So I had a lot of time to just sit in the house, um, and think about stuff. And I really thought long and hard about what kind of health coach I wanted to be and how I wanted to focus my practice. And I just came to the realization that I was called to help others who are where I was in my journey to conceive and, um, and to help them, um, take control over their health and their fertility to um, achieve that joy of becoming um, a mother as well. And so I went and I earned another certification in fertility counseling and combined it with my health coaching certification to um, become a fertility coach. And uh, what's the main uh, or major concern that your clients have? Um, you know, a lot of them, I think... I hear this over and over, and I certainly felt it myself when I was on the fertility journey. A lot of women feel that because they're having trouble conceiving, um, that they're broken, that their bodies are broken, and they don't work right anymore, or they, they, they don't work. Um, so it's really, um, you know, a lot of working with clients to not only help them with, you know, the dietary changes or the exercise changes, but a lot of, um, you know, helping shift that mindset as well. Um, it's, it's, you know, being diagnosed with infertility is, it's a medical condition. It doesn't define who you are and it doesn't define you as a person and it doesn't mean that you're less of a woman. Um, and that's, so a lot of my work is really kind of trying to help with that sort of encouragement and inspiration as well. Mm -hmm. And based on your own experience and stories of your clients, what are the major steps a woman should take to start planning to conceive? Um, well, I think, you know, if, if you're, if you've been trying to conceive and it's been over a year, um, and you haven't been successful, or if you're over five and it's been six months and you haven't been successful, it's definitely time to go see a doctor and get tested, um, just to find out if you have any, um, conditions like I was, like I was diagnosed with diminished ovarian reserve. Um, if you have a condition like that or another condition that could be, um, affecting your ability to conceive, it can help give you some answers and it can help the doctor, um, with, 
determining the best way to treat you. Um, so I would definitely recommend that. And then I would also recommend just looking at other things in your life and where you might be able to make some positive changes. Um, for me, I looked a lot at uh, my diet and changing, um, you know, changing my diet. I started eating a lot more some vegetables. I started eating breakfast regularly. I wasn't eating breakfast regularly. Um, you know, so for me, diet was a big one. Um, exercise, um, sleep was actually a really huge one for me. I would stay up really late at night because it would just often be the only time I felt like I could get stuff done. And then I'd have to get up at five in the morning to go to work. I actually made a conscious decision to start going to bed earlier. And I found that just, um, you know, getting sleep from going to bed earlier um, even if it's the same amount of sleep, I just noticed that the quality of my sleep was so much better, and I was feeling, I woke up feeling more rested, and I had just a much more improved outlook, and I was able to handle stress better just from getting improved sleep. Um, so I encourage people to look at those things in their lives that they might be able to change um, or modify um, to help them on their journey. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a fertility coach, what exactly do you offer for your clients? Um, right now, I'm offering um, individual and group coaching programs. So um, it's a four-month program. You can either work, um, we can work individually where we um, develop, um, we go kind of really deep into what might be going on with you and develop, you know, kind of your conception plan um, for either, for, you know, whatever areas in your life you'd like to focus on. Um, I, you know, try to um, really communicate to people that it's it's about conceiving and it's about um, you know, having the baby that you want to have, but it's also about creating a life that you love, you know, and a life that you're just genuinely excited to wake up and get to live every day. So, which you'll always have regardless of what happens on your fertility journey. So we look at, you know, that's why the lifestyle, um, looking at the lifestyle and, and making modifications is so important because it, it can help you to create that life that you love. So, um, so we work on that. Um, and in a group, um, I really love working in a group. It's really, really special because, um, you know, when the women in the group not only get support from me as a coach, but they also get the support from the other women in the group who are also on their fertility journeys as well, which is so special and so wonderful because the fertility journey is a very lonely one. And you can intellectually know that one in eight couples suffers from infertility. And so there's probably people all around you who who are also dealing with it. Um, but even knowing that, you can still feel very alone and very isolated. So being in a supported group environment like that with other women who are also going through it um, is really, really wonderful. So I love working in groups. I'm, I'm trying to get a group going right now. I'm hoping that I'll be able to launch one in the next few months. I have to admit that uh, having you as my guest... Uh includes my own interest because <laughs> often really? yes oftentimes i heard from many many doctors from different countries uh, who i met that due to my last pregnancy complications um, i belong to a risk group even until recently i was very disappointed to hear this over and over again but then i asked myself what is that uh, the universe is trying to tell me mm -hmm. through this health concern? Uh, I just have another question. Do you believe that 
being mindful and uh, taking care of our mental health may help women to conceive and if so uh, do you have any particular offerings i absolutely do believe that um it was actually a huge um part for me um i actually wrote an article recently on kind of the seven things that i did to take control of my fertility and it was things like diet and exercise and stress and and um that sort of stuff. Um, but number seven, and I actually think it's the most important is I set an intention for so much for the beginning part of my journey. I was very focused on the goal, you know, the goal, have a baby, get pregnant, have a baby, have a child. Um, and I realized I, I had some time, um, in between some treatments, I had a cycle, an, an intrauterine insemination cycle that was canceled and we were going to do it. And, um, we ended up not being able to do it because when I went in for monitoring one day, they took a, they took, you know, a blood sample and my blood work came back and said that my hormones were raging and I had cysts and it just wasn't, you know, my body just wasn't really in a place where I could do a cycle a month. So they said, wait another month and come back. And I ended up waiting a few months, um, because, just, you know, due to schedules and travel and, you know, so I wasn't able to resume treatment right away. And initially I was really disappointed because I was like, man, I want to get on this. I want to get on this. I'm, I'm just starting. I want to keep going. And actually having the break ended up being really good because it gave me the opportunity to kind of step back and reflect and regroup. And that was when I realized that I was really focused on the goal. And, you know, a goal is kind of all about the future. Um, you know, what you want to do or have or accomplish in the future. And I, I realized that I wanted to, I realized that it would be a good, be really good and positive for me to focus more on the present and in my present life. And that was when I set an intention, um, you know, basically the path. And my intention was to create the space in my body and in my mind to prepare myself to become a mother. And so that kind of drove everything that drove the whole path to, to get there at that point. It drove all the changes I made in my life. It drove the changes in my diet. It drove me to start going to bed earlier. Um, you know, it drove me to, you know, keep up with my yoga practice. And so I felt like every day I was taking some sort of action, no matter how small or insignificant it seemed, I was taking some sort of action to bring me, to propel me down that path and to help me towards that ultimate that ultimate goal. Um, you know, I could choose to eat an apple. I could choose to eat a big bag of potato chips and I chose to eat the apple because it was better for me. And I felt like, wow, that's like something that I can do. And on this journey, this fertility journey where we often feel like we have no control, um, just be just choosing to eat the apple instead of the chips is it's, it gives us tremendous power. And I know that, uh, you have prepared uh, for our listeners uh, something, uh, meaning your self-love kit. Could you please share a little bit of that and uh, inform us how uh, your clients or our listeners could benefit from that? Sure. I'm actually working on the self-love kit now, so it's not available quite yet. Um, although, maybe by the time this is um, available for download, maybe the self-love kit will be available by that time. Um, but I'm still working on it now, and it's basically um, a compilation of 
there's some writing, there's some audio, um, there's some affirmations, I'm including um, meditation um, with it as a bonus, and the meditation that I actually used when um, I, the, the successful um, IUI cycle where I conceived my son. Um, so basically just sort of a compilation of, of a bunch of different um, writings and um, audio and media um, about the different aspects of what helped me um, during my journey through infertility and um, what helped me kind of get through, what helped me kind of reclaim myself again. Um, things like yoga and exercise and diet and journaling. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a prolific writer so journaling was really big for me it was a great way for me to get in touch with myself so I just kind of share about how some of those things worked for me and really to get back in touch with myself and learn to rediscover myself again um, because you know it's it's so easy through this journey to kind of beat yourself up and and again to feel broken and like you're less of a woman and there's something wrong with you even though you have a medical condition um, when you, you really sit back and realize, you know, you're the best friend that you have. I mean, who else has been with you through your whole life ever since the day you were born and who will be with you until the day you die? Um, and we've been through more with ourselves than we've ever been through another person. So we're our own like BFF, you know? And so it's really important to stay in touch with ourselves, um, and check in with ourselves and, and, and really just learn to love ourselves. And so this self-love kit is kind of my way to sort of help folks um, get back in touch with who they are at their very core essence. So it will be um, available at my website, um, www.yourfertileself.com. Thank you for sharing. And among all the uh, self-love rituals, what are your, let's say, top three favorite I have a pretty um, robust yoga practice. Um, I've been practicing yoga. I'm, I'm almost 46 now, and I've been practicing since I was 28. So it's been a pretty big part of my life for many, many years. Um, so that's something that's really, really huge for me. I mean, I love how yoga just sort of incorporates the physical and the mental, you know, in terms of wanting to um, progress in the poses. Um, and the spiritual, you know, really it provides such a great way to get into yourself. So that's really a huge one for me. I've fallen away from it. Um, right now I have a two-year-old who takes up most of my time, and so I don't have the time that I used to to practice yoga, and I'm really hoping that as he gets a little older I'll be able to get back to it um, the way I was before because I actually really miss it a lot. So yoga is a huge one for me. Um, running is another really huge one for me. I, um, run marathons and it's actually very similar, um, analogous in many ways to yoga in terms of kind of setting that goal and, and working towards it and taking steps every day towards, towards reaching that and analogous to the fertility journey too. So in running is another great opportunity to just sort of go out and run a few miles and be alone with your thoughts. Um, and, and, and that sort of rhythmicness of running, 
um, just really kind of facilitates that contemplation. So yoga and running and journaling is another huge one for me. I mentioned that earlier. I just I love to write, and I've been writing since I was, you know, a little girl. So, um, you know, that's that's something else that if I don't do it for very long, I, I, I really feel a void in my life and need to get back to it. So I think those are my top three. Thank you, Stephanie, for sharing your self-love secrets. <laughs> and... Uh... Uh, one of the final questions, what would be your empowering message to for all these uh, women who have a huge dream to become mothers and who are challenged with their diagnosis? There's always hope. There's always hope. And just because you have a diagnosis does not mean that you are a diagnosis. Um, you are so much more than your diagnosis of endometriosis or diminished ovarian reserve or polycystic ovary syndrome. Those are conditions that you have. They're not who you are. And if in your heart you feel that you are a mother, um, you can make it happen, whether through natural conception or through other means of family building. Thank you so much for this uh, really powerful message. Um, I remember uh, that day when I was trying to lose my weight, I found this um, uh, quote. I don't remember to whom it belongs, but uh, it was about uh, fat and getting slimmer. So if you have your fingers, you are not fingers. If you have fat, you are not fat. Exactly. So if you have any diagnosis, you are not your diagnosis. Exactly. That's exactly right. You are a beautiful human being inside. Yes, Stephanie, thank you so much for being my guest today. It was my absolute pleasure to have this really uh, amazing and even breathtaking uh, discussion about, uh, I think it's one of the most uh, biggest women's desires despite mm -hmm. all the careers and social life and all the stuff outside we all well many of us are dreaming to become one day mommies to be called mommy <laughs> and it's possible no matter what others say yes it is It is. And you're right. It's what makes it's what makes women women. So I think on a very primal level, it's what most women want. So yes, I think you're absolutely right. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, gorgeous ladies, for being with us today. Stephanie is living proof that no matter what ours say, no matter diagnosis you have, you can become who you want to be. If your dream is conceiving and getting pregnant, it is possible. But not the medications and surgeries may help you, but you. You are the one with whom you have a lifelong romantic relationship. So fall in love with yourself, choose yourself and be yourself. And there is another friendly reminder from my side. All the podcasts are available on the website SoundCloud and iTunes. Feel free to listen and share. This was I, Anna Geller. Stay tuned.
Stay loved.